That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Package podcast, go Pack Go. Right, man, I'm so excited. Let's roll. Let's roll. decisions to be made. There's a lot of players whose futures are up in the air. Um, so we'll be interested to see which which way some of those decisions go. And uh, you know, but I'll have a conversation with Brian and get a little bit more clarity and, and think about my own my own future and how much longer I want to keep doing this. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Man's Practice Podcast, the one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank. Uh, Kyle, yeah. Hello, everyone. We are here once again. Uh, it's sorry we took a you know took a week off, two years in a row, where you know just an extra week to grieve. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, Hank's. I I can't believe Hank isn't here either. You know, he's really <laughs> grieving as well. But uh, oh man, we've had uh, a lot of time to think about it. Uh, well, Kyle, do you want to? Say, you know, we usually watch the highlights beforehand. I'm actually surprised you agreed to watch I, them. Uh, 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 what, what's going through your head right now? Because you were at the game. You probably didn't get, you know, as great of a view as the highlights have. And now to rewatch it, relive what happened on that Saturday. What are you going through? Well, right now, Kyle? It's, it's like I told you where I was just entering the phase of kind of kind of the worst spot to be as a sports fan, which is apathy. You don't you don't care either way. You don't have a lot of love. You don't have a lot of hate. You just you just don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the phase I was entering. I mean, the Bengals. It's I'm so glad they're in the Super Bowl because that's like something. Fu- like if it would have been the Chiefs Rams, I would have just been so or yeah. Chiefs Niners even worse. Yes, just would have been miserable. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's kind of distracted me, and and it's been a feel good story. But now that yeah, you, I mean, you sent the meme with the the woman forcing the guy's <laughs> eyes open. That's what I felt like watching the highlight video. And now I'm just 
fucking worked up again and I'm pissed off again. And it's just such a joke. It's so embarrassing. They lost that game. I, I even like, I, like I said, while we're watching the highlights, I'm watching the highlights and I'm thinking, okay, they, they, they still win this game. Right. Cause they're like dominating. They, I mean, they're not dominating, but they're moving the ball. They're, they're sacking Jimmy G every fucking other play. It felt like, and yeah. it just fell apart. So rapidly i i just yeah so yeah i'm pissed off again thanks yeah sorry about you that. uh i'm all i'm i'm all right it has been what 10 11 days something it's been days since then uh for those who may have forgot the packers lost 13 to 10 <laughs> divisional round of the playoffs yeah it's uh it's tough you know we talked a little bit beforehand it does it's very stupid because, you know, we are grown adult men who are watching other men play football, <laughs> playing a kid's game, and it just makes you go, maybe I shouldn't care this much. Mm-hmm, if maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's just a little too much, but it's, I don't know, it's it's difficult. It, the big thing for me almost, and obviously we've said it way too much this season, but how I kept saying the regular season was actually preseason. Yeah. I'm going back now where it's like, fuck, man, we really do need to just enjoy the ride while we're on it yeah you never know when it's gonna end i kept wanting to tell myself you know you can't look past the niners i was obviously worried about that game but it's still the last two years not so much the first you know in 2019 but it's just it feels incomplete again like it still feels like ah you know i know it's not gonna happen but the packers are gonna play someone this weekend even if it's not you know the super bowl they should be playing someone (laughs) but i i don't know kyle you were at the game how were how was that? How was that experience once again being at uh, Packers? I, uh, <laughs> one thing that like looking back now, it's hilarious. Oh, well, I'm glad you're laughing. Kyle. Well, well, like obviously like Robbie Gold kicks it. It goes through. We see the Niners rush onto the field and, you know, we waste no time getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> I'm dropping a bunch of F-bombs this episode, by the way. So Ooh. NSFW warning. We always do have the little E. Because I'm pissed off. But um, obviously got the hell out of there right when it went through. Just kind of like in shock, you know? Like no words were said with the buddies I went with. Like we're just kind of like, just like, it's like a thousand yard stare. Just like walking out. But (laughs) when I walked out into the the concourse or whatever, this woman just bawling her eyes out oh, like really? like legit like like she just lost a family member and like in the moment i'm like <laughs> i feel you but like looking back i'm like God. Back. that, that uh. was i mean it was like sobbing like tears streamed and like the the ugly cry face yeah it was it was it was quite a moment it was even the and champ game yeah yeah <laughs> so um yeah that whole experience was uh dreadful and no like Obviously, the first three quarters were a lot of fun. I that I lost my voice. The Lambo oh, yeah. was fucking rocking. Yeah. Um, but just unfucking believable. They lost that game. What was the not to get ahead of ourselves, but what what was the environment like for the block punt? Like, I can't imagine Lambo being more quiet than it was after that. Point. I I I I I could not tell you. I blacked out. I yeah. just like everything went dark and like I so I had I had a seat that like was right it was on the outside like right by the steps and so like the little the little hand railing I just like leaned up against that and was just 
speechless, just like completely defeated. And every single thing that happened in that game, like I was just like, we're, I mean, we're still going to win this game. Like they obviously didn't (laughs) run away with it by any means, but like they were the better team for the game. I mean, (laughs) the Niners offense didn't score a touchdown. Okay, they didn't score a touchdown. So up to that, even up to that moment, I was like, they're winning this game. And even still, when they blocked the punt, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, still a tie ball game. Six minutes the left. The air quote MVP is getting the ball. Okay, come on to put some points come together. On, Kyle. Like, and I still felt good, but alas, you know, you know how it went. Yeah, it was rare. Uh, we Facetimed after the game. I. Uh, I had a great experience myself, you know. Uh, yeah, you were slurring your words. That was I. I had never heard that. From first you. time I've been not like I don't drink, but first time I've been like drunk in quite a while, probably a couple years. I don't remember the last time. And I mean, this is the first time back at the uh, studio slash apartment slash studio apartment because that's pretty much all I ever use it for. And <laughs> I haven't been here for a week and. The bottles are still out. The one shotgun McGolden. I tried. I was pulling out all the stops to get the mojo to. Switch oh wow! Yeah, I see club. the Rumplemints. Yeah, because I did the whole Rumplemints thing. I'm crazy person with the superstitions. I bought my little bottle. I got the big bottle. I didn't watch it with some of my buddies. Mm. I bought them a bottle. Dropped it off, and I I said this is the break <laughs> in case of emergency. After wow, the after the punt, I respect I, that a lot. God, in fact, I think we waited until that next drive. I was like, if we don't score this drive. We got to bust out the rumplements. We did. That didn't work. I was drinking high life for the game. Those weren't working. So after that, and we got the last offensive possession we had, ran to the fridge, got to make golden, shotgunned it nice. to try to, you know, switch the mojo up. Well, I mean, didn't it sucks that the rumplements tradition's officially dead. Yeah, I think I was, so. I was looking forward to that, you know, becoming a staple, but. And it worked three times. I'm going to have to find a different type of liqueur <sighs> to get the. Uh, get the mojo going but yeah i guess we can get into the rest of the episode here as we recover we'll talk about the game a little bit we'll have our pick six i think it's like eight plays i have yeah i know we'll we'll go through the plays that shape the game i'm worked up again they're all pretty sad yeah (sighs) i'm sure this won't be the last time either uh after (laughs) that we'll break down the offense and defense a little bit just more overarching the big performances it's not like there was a lot of individual performances in a game where it's 13 10 um, after that, we'll talk about the Packers' future. And the third leading agents. target getter was Dominique Daphne. Yeah, never. <laughs> not a good thing. Uh, we'll talk about the future, the free agents, salary cap a little bit. So if you don't want to you know, get too sad about the game, just fast forward past uh, the review before that. And then we'll talk about the coach switch up. Obviously, Hackett going to the Broncos. What else could happen there? Some other assistant coach stuff. And then we'll have some type of outro but uh first kyle pick six pain pick six pick six pick six all right kyle first pick six play four minutes left in the first quarter packers are already up seven nothing we all know what happened the first drive everything looked good you know just running the ball through aaron jones throwing to Devontae adams passing it to aaron jones aj Dillon touchdown up seven nothing Really top of the world at that point. It was like awesome. This might <sighs> still remember things. I was like, we might, this might be an easy breathing game right here. Mm. <laughs> well, next Packers drive, Rogers drops back. Big Dog's blocking, gets off his block, runs out to the flat. Rogers throws it to him. 
Big Dog takes a couple steps, and as he's done all season, you know, he did have a fumble earlier on, and once again it happens, holding the ball like a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread. Pops out, Niners recover, and after that, the Packers' offense just really did not look the same. Um, yeah, Niners get the ball at the Packers, 42. They didn't really do anything with it, but it was that was about it for the offense from that point on. Yeah. I mean, they still seemed to move the ball with 17 and 33, but yeah, I mean, obviously the dreadful special teams and just getting in in third and longs and not really being able to run the ball between the tackles with Dylan out. Uh, Yeah. The drive stalled just suddenly. It it was weird how, I mean, it was that play too, but after the first quarter, it's like the blocking on both sides of it, you know, run blocking, pass blocking. It just was not the same. After that, everything became so much tougher. It was, well, that was so weird. Like this game was like the inverse of all the games this season, like the first quarter, they dominated. I know. They, yeah. I mean, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, they obviously marched right down the field, opening drive touchdown. I mean, did they do that even once this year? Uh, Detroit, that was about may, it. May, yeah, maybe two or three times, yes. if that. Yeah. And then the defense, I think they had what? The Niners had what? Negative nine yards after the first quarter? It was something like they that. Yeah. Completely dominated. And like Lambo was just buzzing. It was like, holy shit, we'll see you next week for the NFC Championship. Yeah. And, yeah, it just fucking, oh, my God, did it crumble so spectacularly. Yeah. Next, pick six play. You got to fast forward all the way to one minute left in the first half. And this is where there's like four plays here that just, I mean, like we always say, shape the game. But I mean, really, though, like that was just little things. It it was like, no, like major things within the last 90 seconds of that half yes. i mean with with the niners driving and then jimmy g with that horrendous yeah. interception so that that's the next play here one minute left packers are still up seven nothing jimmy g gets flushed out of the pocket kenny clark almost gets the sack uh jimmy's run out to the right tries to throw it to kittle terrible ball well short of the end zone adrian amos hops in front of it picks off the ball and the packers get the ball at the four four yard line we're like okay cool we got our jimmy g play and it was it was like a all right neutral like go up go into the half seven zero yeah they'll get the ball back Niners were getting the ball back after that's like okay you know it hasn't been good but worst case scenario here it's a tie ball game, exactly you know with next time the Packers and the ball. in classic Packers fashion they they surprise you and they entice you and they pull you in mm. just to fucking spit on you well and yep that's. We can get right into that. Three plays later, Packers face a third and three, 45 seconds left in the first half. Rodgers throws it deep to Aaron Jones, who, you know, broke on the sideline there. Catches the ball. No one's really covering him, and he's running straight. There's two defenders you can see on the screen. One guy's, you know, kind of the close hash mark, but still like 15 yards away. Aaron Jones slows up a little bit, does a little juke thing. Eventually, you know, gets tackled at the 14-yard line, I believe, 13-yard line of uh, the Niners. And just a little thing, but you really do wonder if someone's had to have, like, mapped it out with, like, Aaron Jones' speed, Niners' speed. the math, yeah. And seeing, like, if he would have made it. I mean, even if he makes it to, like, the five-yard line, things are different. And you don't want to blame the guy. I saw after, too, Aaron Jones post on social media, like, 
while you know getting a bunch right now from people who don't uh you know people are supposed to be fans i forgot exactly what it was but it's like yeah i don't know shit but god it it should have been better than that yeah i mean he's obviously incredibly aware that he probably should have just kept running straight because yeah it's they only had one timeout. If he just keeps running straight, he either A, scores a touchdown, or B, goes out of bounds, and they save that timeout, which then leads to a wide-open playbook for those final 20 seconds or whatever. Yeah. But instead, he obviously forces the Packers to use the timeout. The play calling changes drastically. They got to you know focus more to the sideline or to the end zone, and it just, it just changed everything in that sequence. And, of course, then... Special teams had to say hello once again. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. God, like I said, it's like just these, it was like five of the last six plays just completely changed it because next play or a couple plays later, no, it was the next play. Rodgers takes the snap, holds it on a little too long, gets sacked, fumbles. Packers have to run back to the line, get up there, spike it for the field goal attempt. Once again, that backed us up more than we would have liked, which brought on the next play with... uh. You know, Crosby coming out on the field, Tyler Lancaster blocking out wide left. Blocking no one in particular. And I mean, did he even block the guy? Yes, yeah, now on comes, the outside. <laughs> it gets blocked and they don't return it, but obviously Packers going to halftime seven nothing. And like you said, like the fact that we had to even like celebrate or be thankful that they weren't able to return it is just such a such a hilarious indictment of the special teams. Yeah, it's pretty bad, and it's been a Lancaster's been a problem all year. I I feel bad. The two big guys, you know, who fucked up for special teams, Lancaster and Stephen Wordle, who we'll obviously get to. I saw Lancaster; he's gone private on Twitter, and Stephen Wordle has gone. He he added <laughs> his. I don't know what his bio was before, but he says former Iowa long snapper and Green Bay Packers football player. And the last tweet, he tweeted like yesterday, the day before I looked at it. I'm the social media manager, obviously, for everything Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. He made it so only people who follow him or can only, only people who he follows can reply. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. No, I'm yeah, sure. I, I absolutely I can't imagine do not what blame you. Yeah, like. abs- but and, and someone someone thought of this on Twitter, but like, and I guess it's not even something I really thought about or even spent energy caring about, but like, why the hell is Lancaster out there with with the O line depth that we have? Why in the fuck is a defensive lineman out there blocking on the edge? It's it yeah. makes absolutely no sense. Well, I know we've done it in the past because I remember like Latroy Guyon being a guy out there, and we've used defensive linemen in the past to do that. But it's something too where he came. I believe he's blocking kind of like after Tunyon went down. You know, he's kind of the guy who stepped in too, but. I mean, everyone knows you like take the inside guy, you know, and he just he didn't take I anyone. Don't, I don't understand. And I don't mean to get ahead of him. Oh, you know what? I'll just wait. I'll wait. Okay. But Billy Turner at left tackle. What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. We'll get. We'll what get the, the that fuck? Was, that was when when those reports were coming out when they were warming up that way. That's when I was like, I got a bad feeling about this. Shout out, uh, especially when now that I'm just remembering, like, wasn't y- Yash's first start? against the Niners in week three and he if, played if, if it wasn't his yeah if it wasn't his first start really yeah. well I oh my god yeah okay well <laughs> move on to the next play once again fast you got to fast forward again 610 left in the game you might know what's going to happen here uh Packers are up 10 to 3 
Niners have a fourth and one at the Packers 19. Niners run up the middle and they're absolutely stuffed. I believe it was uh, TJ Slayton and Tyler Lancaster. That's what I feel bad with, too. It's like Lancaster knew he fucked up and he had a pretty decent game on defense after that, too, because he was like the guy who blew up that fourth down play. It was him and Guyon for the most or God Guyon, him and Slayton for the <laughs> most part who blew it up. And that was the moment where I was ecstatic, uh, you know. We've talked about, we're looking at, uh, you know, my living room here, whatever you want to call it. I jumped up. You see my antenna there, Kyle? You look behind you. Uh-huh. I jumped up. It fell off. Uh, I think you broke it. It it did. The little pieces wow. over there. Antenna broke. I ran around <laughs> and I was just not yelling, but I'm like, yeesh, yeesh, like trying to temper how happy I was. And it was just, like I said to you, it's like, I feel like the Packer, like, I feel like an idiot that the Packers made me experience that without winning the game. Yeah, eventually. yes, yes. Because, yeah, you you are notorious for, yeah, not getting too high or low. So if if you're hot, like, the only other time I've really seen you, like, show legit excitement and emotion, like genuine, uncontrollable excitement was the Razul against Arizona. Yeah, I save it for the big moment. Exactly. And so yeah, if they yeah, you're you're absolutely right that you should be pissed off that you know, they they force you to have that excitement which you never show to just, you know, rip your heart out like that. And yeah, there was there was a tweet going around of like and it just it it makes me want to vomit of yeah, just that screenshot of they stop them on fourth down, there's 6 minutes left, the Packers are up 7. And it's like, and the caption was like, they somehow lost this game. And it's just, it's nauseating. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. I, 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 they took something away. It's stupid. Once again, I'm a, I'm a fan. This shit, this doesn't matter. This shit does no, not matter. No, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, let's. But uh, something was taken from me. Yes. That's, just, that's, that's what it feels like. Moving on. You know, Packers get the ball back. At, obviously, Rodgers is sacked on third down, which seemed to happen quite a bit. Uh. 4.50 left in the game. Corey Bohorquez is punting from inside his end zone. Stephen Wordle mm. gets the snap off. I think with all the snapping problems, I, I just assume he was like thinking, he's like, okay, I got to get this snap perfect. It's got to be right there. Can't go over his head. Got to be right there. And then he snapped and it's like, I forgot to block. <laughs> he gets just absolutely, I mean, ragdoll, just pushed backward. Like, I don't know if I could have maybe done better. I could have, I would have like, held i would have got the penalty you know do that yeah. obviously <laughs> make him repunt yeah yeah retrospect but well, and then there's the ball gets ball gets blocked everyone's looking for the ball niners pick it up score the touchdown and we have a tie ball game and then and then there's you know henry black who looks to be actively avoiding blocking someone yeah. that was weird it i don't know it, it's so tough to look back at some of these plays because and players say it all the time on twitter it's like you know, we don't know what they're supposed to be right. doing, but obviously anything would have been better than the nothing that Henry Black did back there. But I don't know if that's something he usually does. But obviously, once again, a total collapse from the defense or from special the special teams. teams. Sorry, as we were saying all year and everyone was, it's like, you know, it's probably going to bite you when it matters most. And it literally could not have happened at a worse time. Mm-hmm. So next play or next pick six play tie game third and 11 <laughs> 340 left in the game rogers drops back Devonte adams is running a very deep post route you could pretty much say uh aaron airs it up 
into double coverage and Devontae does not come down with the ball. A If it does end up being Aaron Rodgers' last pass as a Green Bay Packer, it's uh, it's pretty standard that uh, he had a makeable third down and instead of trying to get the first, he went for it all. I feel like that's one of the curses we've had with him through the years, the few and far between. Uh, there was a big thing, obviously, with Alan Lazard kind of running an inside route there where wide open he seemed to be open it's it's very tough because it looked like he was breaking open right when rogers was getting the ball off and he was facing pressure i don't know it's uh, tough rogers did say post game that he could have got lazard too but was he facing pressure though I've i mean seen, it was a pretty clean pocket i i don't know i i don't remember if it, it might have been dusty or ross uglum but it was like this is a pretty difficult throw to make I don't know. Obviously, any. I mean, he threw it to the worst guy he could have. Either way, he, he could have gotten right. the EQ. Yeah, even, like which there's, yeah, I'm the, saying that, and I am not a fan <laughs> of EQ. There's yeah, there's like a screenshot going around where there's, I think of the four options. Yeah, Devonte is the worst. Yeah. I, uh, I'll just I'll save my okay. save my thoughts on that. <laughs> okay. The last uh, pick six play. Obviously, the Packers uh, punt the ball after that. A successful punt, though. Yeah, thank God. Not out of the end zone. You didn't have to worry about the snap. Uh, So now the Niners have a third and seven. One minute left. They are on the Packers. 39 handed off to Debo Samuel, who forces a, you know, once again, you know, kind of talking about it a lot going into this game, too. I I talked to that guy. I forgot his name. Rob, maybe, for the Niners, that YouTube thing that I was oh, sure. part of. And the thing I kept saying is like, yeah, we're all talking about these guy, these injured guys coming back, but I don't know if it's that worth it to get hyped up about them because it's been so long since they played. Well, right. third and seven run up the middle. Two guys who missed the tackle. Third and seven run. Runs just outside of Zadarius Smith and runs just inside of Jair Alexander. Forces two missed tackles. Picks up the first down, and we all know what happens after that. Packers lose the game. And uh, yeah, I guess I, I shouldn't it. even I shouldn't even like be upset about that because like I mean, what more could the defense have done? Right. Ex- so like, exactly. yeah, I'm not. I, yeah. I yeah, I'm not. I'm not mad at all about that because again, yeah, what what more could they have done? I mean, they didn't let up a touchdown. Right. It, it it's just a once touch, again it, I mean, not a touchdown at home in the playoffs and they lose. That's I mean, I'm sure there's I, I there's gotta be some sort of, of stat where it's like no team has went on the road and not scored an offensive touchdown. There there was a stat and it actually had happened before. I think it was in like the 50s or something. <laughs> yeah. The last time where that that yeah, happened. they didn't they didn't know what the forward pass was yet. Pretty much. Like <laughs> I was shocked that it had previously happened, but yeah, that was it uh after that the season was over. Tears, pain, sadness. Uh I don't know. Where do where do we go from here? Kyle, I guess uh we can just Hop right into it. We could talk about the offense. We'll start with the big one to talk about here. One uh, Aaron Charles Rogers. Oh wow, middle named him. Yeah, well, you know that's you know like like, like a parents dis- like a disappointing parent. <laughs> like a disappointing parent. You know you got to get on. You got to use the middle name when they're when they let you down. He was twenty for twenty nine, two hundred twenty five yards, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked five times. Very weird. His <laughs> 
Pro Football Focus actually had him as the fourth highest rated player on offense. If you look at his QB rating, it was 91.9, which isn't bad. But his QBR, that ESPN rating that they do, it was 18.6, which is out of 100. So wow. whatever metric you want to go with, you can. But not sharp all night. You know, he only really seemed to target Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. There were only like three other guys who got, you know, his big dog, Dominique Daphne, and Alan Lazard who got targeted outside of that. Kyle, you know, we talked after the game, but it doesn't seem like watching the highlights did any good but how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers now <sighs> well <laughs> if you're a longtime listener of this podcast you know my uh maybe disturbing affection for him maybe a little unhealthy admiration I mean he's been really good the last uh, I mean few yeah years. and he's he's given me again. so much joy over the years um and and I I do appreciate Uh-oh. him as a Packer. This you sound like uh you know a statement put out after a player a longtime player has been released. <laughs> I actually I I really don't know what to say really. Like I'm still you know eleven twelve days later like so conflicted. Now right after the game. I probably said some regrettable things. I was shocked. We were talking and <laughs> let's I was not, shocked. Let's not. Please I, don't. I think, <laughs> now, I don't know, but I would think your older brother got you hyped up too and he was all about the Rogers hate and it was just kind no. of flowing between you guys. It was you? It, it, wasn't? it, it just came from within. Now, <laughs> now, let me explain. Okay. When you spend the off-season... I hate this. Okay. Uh, We're going to have... I just... It's hard for me to separate that. When you spend the offseason holding the organization hostage, (sighs) when you're getting paid $40 million, and then you get up in front of the world... Shut up. Let me speak. I didn't say anything. When (laughs) When you get in front of the world and say, literally, people don't want to come to Green Bay because of... The living here. People want to come win championships. And they want to when you game, haven't yeah. even been to a championship in the in, okay no <laughs> when you haven't been to a championship in over a decade yeah and you're coming off a loss in the playoffs in which your defense got you three turnovers in which you scored zero points. And then in that season, you go and lose a home playoff game by only scoring 10 points. I mean, I feel a little betrayed. I feel like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And so I'm trying very carefully to to not, you know, burn a bridge not that you know there's any sort of bridge between me <laughs> he, and Rogers, he listens every week because i'm i'm very thankful for the you know years and years and i mean just a load of memories Blah-dee-dah, and yeah. so much but like when you do that shit in the off season and you kind of have the arrogance to be like they want to come win championships and then to just like i thought he said i did want to play with me to, but to just either way to just like 
just to just be a fart in the wind in the playoffs this year. It's 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 extremely disappointing, and I just please please take over before I say something I regret. Yeah, so you're not. I don't agree with everything you said there, but these are the two big sticking points for me. Well, I mean, one, everyone's seen the stat. I think he was like 40 and 0 or 41 and 0 going into a fourth quarter with a lead, all time at Lambeau or something. And then Jesus, obviously, they lost. really? Yeah, something like that. Um, oh my God. The big, the big thing with Rodgers, obviously, and we've made the excuse for him. Well, I'll say this. You might have forgot. Do you remember our conversation in the last episode? I brought up that Rodgers has been since 2016 a very average. I said he's been Kirk Cousins in the playoffs, and I don't think I could be more right. (laughs) I don't remember you saying that. I feel Uh, like I would have pushed back on that. You did a little bit. You did. But for me, it's, you know, the excuse has always been the defense. We finally got the defense. I mean, you can't blame them at all. No excuse there. Obviously, 2019, we've seen that clip now too a bunch of times how Rodgers, it's like eerie where he's like, Got to get one of these at home. Lambo, oh, my God. 20 degrees. I mean, snowing. It's different. And it's like when we got to the fourth quarter, gone. when we got to the fourth quarter and it started snowing, it's like we got even worse. Like the offense got even worse, you know, and special teams, too. That's the other thing. I'm I'm kind of thankful. I, I, I mean, as shitty as it was to witness that in person, I'm kind of glad I, I didn't uh, see the broadcast because as much as I like to rip on uh, like the body language police. I myself am a am a am a sheriff when it comes to <laughs> body police. You're the and, sheriff of the body police. I'm the sheriff of. Oh, where I'm like secretly, Twitter. I'm secretly yeah. like, oh shit! I think Rogers is actually kind of checked out, and I've kind of heard that's that was kind of the vibe, and that would have yeah. just pissed me off even more. Where like he just he just looked disconnected. He looked uninterested. He looked, and as Nagler said, old and cold. Yeah, I think Nagler's got a vendetta against Rodgers now, too. He's been pissed off all year that he hasn't gotten a lot of questions asked to him. No, okay. And there was a don't, tweet, there was a tweet last offseason where he's like, sad that this Rodgers stuff made me lose a friend. I'm wondering if he's talking about Rodgers with that, because now he's on whatever. We'll get to that shit later. The other thing I was going to say, you talked about the offseason. I don't care about the, uh, the standoff this past offseason. And I think in that press conference, it's a little... Of like, uh, we're we're trying to remake history no, after so this game. Yeah. Let, well, let me finish first. Let me finish sure. first. So he spelled all that shit out. The thing that pissed me off about last offseason was not that stuff. Him being quiet and all that. It was the shit where, and he wouldn't he wouldn't squash or anything, but that fourth and eight field goal in the NFC Championship mm. game last year, mm. and he, you know, the Jeopardy thing where he's laughing about it, and Tom Brady's cracking laughing about jokes. It, cracking jokes about. LaFleur not believing in him. And he's like, yeah, I wish we would have had a chance. And he just kept pushing that all offseason. And that's what really pissed me off. I didn't care about the silent stuff. So now when we get to this game and it's literally like you are, you were the problem. You had It was set up on a silver platter for you several times for you to be the MVP, to prove you know that we believe in you. Mm-hmm. Well, we did. And you just simply didn't do it. That's what I'm pissed off about. So, I mean, so I mean, we basically agree because well, I mean, you're, it's just you're talking a about holding them hostage. I don't, I don't believe. Well, in that. no, I think that's that fine. That I don't have a problem with. It's when he said they want to come here and win championships, and then those are your last two playoffs. Exactly said that, but yeah, okay. But anyways, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm he sorry. said play or win championships. Yep. I mean, are we, we're talking about the NFC North, really, dude? Yeah. Like, yeah. Those are the type of championships we're talking about. That's the standard we're setting. I mean, come on. 
And so we agree. Because, yeah, that's, that's bullshit, too. You're going to crack jokes and then put together one touchdown drive. That, yes, that's the shit that I was really hating on. And, the other- well, and, and well, to go back to the, the conference, too, to the press conference, too, to publicly like shame the front office to get Randall Cobb and then to not even yeah. target. Did he even have a target? He had one, and it was terrible. It was almost a pick on the last drive. I think it was the first first or second down play. Yeah. And Justice, oh, my God. He, he oh, that guy. He's in full has, tank. He, he's in tank mode he for 2022. He has been on fire. His Twitter timeline, holy shit. But he had a galaxy brain tweet, I thought, where he kind of shamed Rodgers for you know doing the whole Cobb thing because yeah, if the Cobb doesn't happen then they have a lot more money to offer Odell which but yeah I know that's but I'm I'm sure it was just like a funny joke funny tweet and it yes, is it is funny but sure. it is kind of at the same time like oh. I just I get so annoyed by Twitter I gotta just delete everything I just hate everything I hate everything because yep, it's yep. like we keep rewriting shit you know remember when we beat the Rams and we were laughing at Odell true you know and we're like we don't need him and shit it's like what are we yeah and even leading up to the game this is dumb too but like i love the videos but we had like the aaron aaron Rodgers, Devontae adams big dog narration videos it's like this i remember very that premature i i i love holy them, shit the rogers the rogers one it was like okay yeah that's that's perfect and then Devontae did one and i'm like um we're kind of putting the car before the horse yeah, we've i mean we, we, i mean yet. yeah the, i mean the ball hasn't even been kicked yet <laughs> yeah. and then and then actually on game day when we were I think we were driving to Lambeau, like someone whoever had the ox in the car played the big dog one. And honestly, secretly, I didn't say anything, but I was thinking, I was like, um, this is not good. <laughs> it was this, too much. This is too much. This Did is others this, lined up. This is entirely too much. Three hype videos with three different players was way too much. And honestly, Looking back, yeah, the, the the alarm bells were ringing after I heard the third one. Because yeah, even after the second one, I'm like, yeah, yeah. this this seemed yeah, like you said, premature. <sighs> yeah, I think we talked a little bit about too much about Roger. We'll talk about him even more later. But one last thing about this too, and I don't want to get into the COVID shit. You know, we keep trying to avoid it. He obviously got COVID this year. There's been a lot of you know theories and stuff for side effects of COVID and what it does. You know, a lot of people think that that or the vaccine might change you in different ways and i uh, kyle you can't stop me here it does make you think you know there's a lot of different side effects we don't know the full effects of COVID at this point do we think he could have lost the clutch gene <laughs> as a side effect from getting COVID? thoughts yeah i actually i was reading up on the vaccine and apparently it it has like the like 150 percent of the daily recommended value of clutch gene <laughs> so i mean if you would have just if you would have just all right this is a this is a joke it, yeah this pretty, is pretty dumb yeah. but <laughs> actually though kind of on a on a somewhat serious note uh-oh um the other thing that kind of just miffed me was his appearance on mcafee that's what's so after, that kind of pissed me off too after the game i liked it because he did take a he did take blame he did say he, he should have played better and he missed some throws it's like okay and it's bad, but it's like, okay, that's pretty good. He usually doesn't say that stuff. But then, yeah, McAfee, the, they, he's like... Because, yeah, he didn't... I mean, like... He said we didn't block well up front. And then he said special teams didn't play well. And then that was it. And it's like, dude, you missed, <laughs> you missed some throws. Like, yeah, I don't expect him to run and hide or, you know, be up there and just, like, be depressed. But, yeah, I would... 
I guess I was kind of expecting a little more like remorse yes. or a little, yeah, a little more like just some accountability, self account. Like, I literally, don't know. I could have played better. That's not even saying you played bad. It's just I could have played better. But then when he goes, the thing that really disappointed me was like, and you know, a lot of people were rooting against us yeah. because of my vac- well, vaccination status. So let me be clear did that you watch I the whole episode. No, but yeah, I, exactly. I saw yeah, exactly. the, I saw the clip. There you go. And, well, I mean, I saw most of the clips and I mean, and trust me, I know McAfee knows exactly what he's doing yeah. when, cause he knows that's, what's going to drive it. But like, I guess to me, to even, even in context, even out of context to even like say that is just kind of weird to me. And let me be clear. I, I do not give a shit about <laughs> his vaccination status or any of that garbage. I never have. It just kept coming up over and over, but like. Dude, who gives a fuck what those people think? Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? First of all, you're the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. A disproportionate amount of NFL fans are going to be rooting against you regardless. Like, why would you care? And then he, one thing he he loves to say is like, oh, yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really plugged into that sort of stuff. I'm kind of insulated from that. And it's like, well, you you kind of seem to know everything Pat's referencing. He talked a lot about, you know, this year, especially the last month or so, you know, the art of not giving a fuck. And it's like, well, you clearly you, did you seem there. to care. It's like it's like uh it's like that joke, I can't remember what it's from, but it's like, Oh, why didn't you return my calls? And he's like, Oh, I didn't get your two messages, sorry. It's like, um <laughs> you, yeah. you, oh, you didn't get I didn't get your two voicemails that were thirty seconds long asking me to you know, pick you up. Sorry, I didn't get those. And it's like, um, it, I think I think you did get those though. Yeah. And and third of all, I don't even think it's because of your vaccination status. It's because you kind of, you know, did a little did a little uh sleight of hand with your words on that. I think that's what has yeah, people pissed off. So I guess the bottom line is like, who gives a fuck? Why like it's just wild to me that that's something he like was thinking about and and brought up. I just I thought it that is, was super weird. Well, you're you're right. But the big thing is Pat was like, you know, he, Pat was like a lot of people were rooting against you, you know, the toe uh throw Rogan and stuff and he was talking about the tweets and then Rogers answer is like, yeah, a lot of people were rooting against us. So it's not like he came out of nowhere, but either no, way, I mean, he, he kind of made a point. He was like, that. "Pat, let's make it clear. You know why they were rooting against me, right? Uh, and I it's guess. like, like yeah, it was okay. I mean, I, okay. I just feel like it's okay. so easy to just be like, yeah, I don't really care what those people think. Simple. Here, because I mean, why, why would he care? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed. We went down this trial. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. I mean, I'm I'm part of it too. It's it's like ah, oh, the first year of the Pat McAfee show. Cool. This is fun. Hey, yeah. he's, he's a cool leg like, surfer guy. <laughs> Yoga. Ha ha. Now it's like, oh. Oh, okay. become ungovernable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, moving on. There are other players that played. Devontae Adams. Uh, I mean, nine catches, ninety yards, no touchdowns, but he was good. Possibly his last game as a Packer. I don't know. He led the team in. Well, him and Aaron Jones both had nine targets, but actually, he had eleven. But Seriously, nine that's the, each. The, the screenshot of the target share is mind blowing. It's yeah, it is. 10, 11, one, it, then it's all ones and Dominique Daphne with two. So, yeah. Ellen uh, Lazard, he had the big third down catch. That was cool. It's like, oh, maybe he'll start throwing to someone else. And even that play, it's like, cool. Now maybe we'll get a touchdown. That didn't happen either. Um, running backs, Aaron Jones, like I said, nine receptions, 129 yards. Obviously, the big one that he had 12 carries, 41 yards, a 3.4 average. 
A.J. Dillon, just seven carries, 25 yards, obviously got banged up. I think that changed the offense quite a bit. Mm. Uh, and I think this did kind of fuck us over, too. Josiah the Messiah, he had that big drop on third down. It's something with Rodgers where when he's getting pressured, he's only really looking at Devontae or checking it down to Aaron Jones. This has been a theme. So then even when he went outside of that scope and went to DeGuara and he dropped it, oh, it could have been a better could have been a little better ball too, but I think that changed things as well. And then, you know, obviously Big Dog had the fumble. Last thing to talk about with the offense is obviously the offensive line. Like I said, I mean, seeing that lineup at the beginning where it was Billy Turner at left tackle, it's like, hey, that was like the biggest reason we lost against Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game last year. Yep. And we rolled with it anyways. He graded out pretty well according to Pro Football Focus, but I just don't know how you can how you can do that, that when Josh played so good all year. Absolutely no fucking sense to me. And especially when how good Billy has been at right tackle. Yeah. I just don't get it. And yeah, Matt said, oh, we were expecting Bakhtiari to play all week. And it was kind of a last sudden thing that made him. I don't think he did say that. I, I thought he did. No, not well. I think it came up, but they they practiced all week with Billy Turner at left tackle. Bill Huber reported that too after the fact, and it's just so dumb. I don't. I get don't. It. I don't. It's we're like, dumb. We're dumb fans. We say it all the time, but Yash was not the problem all year. Sure, because Dennis again, Kelly played well at the end, and it's like I get you want to have veterans out there in the playoffs, but and again, Yash's debut, I'm pretty sure, was against the Niners. Yes, you're right, and I'm pretty sure he held up extremely well. It just. Oh, it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't. And it once again goes back to I talked about before with Ben Sermons, you know, kind of controlling what running backs are out there. I wonder if it was a Matt LaFleur thing or an Adam Stenovich thing. Obviously, LaFleur has the final say, but I don't know. Just not the best. You do wonder how different the game would have been. And once again, back to it. Don't want to bring it up, but. Where is this team today if David Bakhtiari does not tear his ACL on New Year's Eve day? Jesus, man. Are they in their second straight Super Bowl? I think we I Ugh. think we're definitely in at least one. It's, at least one. It's fucking stupid. I hate this looking back, but it's like, you know, these last three years has been incredible. You know, it's been like the most winningest three years a football team has mm. really ever had. With, just about. With fuck all to show for it. Well, it's, and it's, then I'm just gonna, unreal. And then you look over this year, and it's like, ah, the Bengals. <laughs> the <laughs> Bengals fucking made it. A two-year rebuild. Like, yeah, they were, they were what a, uh, probably a bottom three team, or actually, I think they were the number one overall pick the season, uh, well, the yeah, first NFC Championship against yeah. Niners. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, holy shit, they're and they're already in a Super Bowl, and Packers don't even have an, an appearance. That's just that's that's I'm struggling with that too. It's like, would I be? I think I'd be more happy if we made it to the Super at Bowl. At least an appearance, because then you have those two weeks of just like jubilation yeah. and just build up and excitement. But like, and I I think Cruz tweeted Zach Cruz tweeted this. I think it was like maybe last year where it's like we have such yeah we have such fun seasons and such like great games and memories, but like it. It's like losing in the conference championship is like the worst possible outcome because it's like yeah. you're a final, final four team, but like you didn't you didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you really didn't. Like at least getting to the Super Bowl, it's like oh you're NFC champions, whatever. But like none of that, I none remember, of that. I remember growing up too before we won the Super Bowl, and I was like, man, like I'm 
you know, of course, like always getting ahead of myself then too, or it's like, God, I don't want to make it to the Super Bowl though if we're gonna lose. And now it's like I would love can, that. Yeah, can we just <laughs> can we just get there, please? Just, I can feel a little bit better at least. <laughs> but uh with that, we will have a quick commercial break. All right, and we are back with the defense. Not too much to talk about here. Uh, I'll go over this quick. These were the lowest-rated players on defense. Uh, I'm just going to mention the the two that really stick out. J.R. Alexander only had eight snaps. He was the lowest-rated player, 36.9. I don't know if I've ever seen. That is an incredibly low. 36 what? 36.9 out of 100 was his PFF uh, rating for that. for the uh, Jair? Yeah. Oh. How many snaps did he play? Eight. Oh, well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I'm just eight. saying it's still a little weird, but yeah. And then back to the eight. And, like and Jimmy like fucking G. First, first he eliminates the Packers throwing eight passes. Next, he eliminates the Packers <laughs> by not scoring a touchdown. God, I really hadn't put that. I mean, I knew what that. Fuck, I hadn't man. put that together, but God, that is incredibly sad. Uh, fourth lowest graded player was Darius with a fifty-four point eight. I I mean, still. It, just having him back for that one sack at the beginning. That's was crazy. Like, that was his very first snap. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Those, those first two series literally could not have gone. God, better. I was so excited to just talk the most shit to you, too. I was so excited. I was. Oh, I just took a sip of beer and I came back up. <laughs> I I was what I watched the play and I and I was like, Kyle's going to talk shit and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for it because I'm like, I'll take it. I know I talked a lot of shit all year, but I will oh. happily be wrong. Anyways, moving on. It's funny how going into the game and once again, you know, we get so focused on like the last thing that happened. You remember what the big focus was going into this game aside from the special teams being shitty it was is this defense gonna hold up the defense had not been playing well at all and then they show up and they could not have been any better it's just funny to think back like no one's really saying that right now right no it's just all about rogers sucking which well no i mean i think the defense is definitely in their praise but yes um it's yeah but i'm just saying you know going into it no one expects like right we'll get into it later uh Rashawn Gary like had his career game, two sacks, created a ton of pressure. Jimmy G was pressured God, on. What I mean, what a star. Rashawn Gary is a star. Remember uh when we did uh Dumb Packer Fan of the Week and half of it was Rashawn Gary's of Takes, Yeah, we were never we were always like very level headed with, with Gary. Yeah, you got maybe you don't judge an entire career off of a rookie season where you're playing <laughs> yeah. limited snaps. Or yeah, or or map out his career as soon as the commissioner announces his name. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe maybe let it play out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Herman didn't like him either. Uh <laughs> guess how what percent of snaps Jimmy G was pressured on? Seventeen percent. Forty eight percent of his snaps. Forty eight? Forty eight percent of the time, yeah, he uh he was pressured. 48 uh, well yeah because he didn't score a touchdown so i yeah, guess it makes sense yeah he didn't he didn't put a touchdown drive together spence yeah i know yeah i know pain sad everything the <laughs> other thing and this is what <laughs> there was a lot of things that got me hyped up there was one hype video that justice posted too that had like bang on the drum and like a bunch of different packer shit on it. anyways that one that was like the one hype video that actually got me hyped for the game the other one was gary posting a clip for the he posted one clip going into the game it was yes. setting the edge. Yes. It wasn't a sack. It was literally setting the edge. And I'm like, we're playing the Niners. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing could have got me more excited. I love yeah, Seriously. It's like they knew what they had to do going into that game. I, I hate this term. I hate this term so much. But like, I wonder what like a casual fan like watched that and saw like, well, 
he's number 52, isn't he? Like he didn't really do anything on this play. But like, <laughs> right. but like, like, you know, n- no life nerds like us are like, oh my God, fuck yes. He's setting the edge. Yeah, we're playing the Niners in the playoffs. Z's going to have a limited role and you're going to be in there setting the edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Adrian Amos obviously had the pick, but other than that, there's not really too much else to talk about. They were just they dominated. All, they fucking dominated. Was, yeah, it's like why couldn't we have taken this and put it somewhere else in, in <laughs> and the like, history? And like I told you, even if on the the block punt, if the special team somehow is yeah. able to tackle the guy, like I I would still feel hopeful that the defense would hold him to three. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how different it would have been too if the punt would have been blocked differently and it's a safety. You know, uh, like oh. how different is the game there too? Because even just Damn, that I hadn't even is thought so of different. That. You know, it's, and it's literally just like Damn. a game of inches, like what the trajectory off of the dude's hand that blocked it. But And I, I didn't even notice this like uh, from the stands, but I, I, see, I saw it on the broadcast, obviously. But like, I didn't realize how like lost the ball was. Everyone was just like, uh, that- uh, where, uh, oh, there it is. That, that was the thing too because watching it that's that's when fear sunk in is when I'm looking <laughs> at the screen and the players on the field on the, for the Packers are just standing there looking around I'm like this is not good nobody <laughs> nobody knows what's going on right now but I I hate to bring this up again but like well you know we are in special teams right now anyway so yeah we can well this wasn't going gonna be special teams this oh, was okay be... sorry then yes speak I should not um, have to do that too much anyway no no I hate to bring this up but like again NFC Championship last year, three, three interceptions, mm. zero points, and then this year, the fourth down stop with six minutes left, and then the punt to go ten ten. Of those five drives, yeah, I mean, first of all, of those five drives, zero points. I mean, that's obvious. But like of those five drives. How many first downs were there? Like maybe one, maybe two. Like yeah. That's just so Again, I'm trying to be careful because I'm I'm still very appreciative for what Aaron Rodgers has done for my football fandom life, but between those five drives, like I I don't even think he has a handful of first downs and that's just Yeah. I, I uh it's tough. That's why I'm I'm sort of like this whole this whole saga of like what's gonna happen next year. I'm I don't know. Okay. I, well, I think I'm just gonna unplug until well, September. <laughs> yeah, that's pre- uh, for your mental health, that would be the right thing to do. Absolutely. For everyone's mental health, I think that'd be better. Um special teams, I mean, I'll just run through it quick here. We've talked about it a bit, but the block kick, the return right after halftime to the forty nine to start the second half. Another thing, well, obviously the block punt touchdown. Something else, A.G. Dillon getting hurt on special yep. teams. It was Oren Burks who fell on him. Mm. I know that isn't like, like, I haven't looked back at it, but it's, you can say this, the guy was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. I was time. just going to say, you it know, just, I he mean, broke someone's ribs. When, when, yeah, when you're like perpetually in the wrong, wrong place at the wrong time, like, yeah, it kind of gets to a point where it's like, you know, yeah, maybe he was at fault. I don't know. Yeah, but. We'll see. Obviously, Murray Straten's been fired. We'll talk about coaching soon. But Kyle, let's get right into it. You hemmed and hawed a little bit there. The future. First things off. First things off. Mm-hmm. You got it. Aaron Rodgers. 
Kyle, what do you want to have happen with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I mean, I was kind of going going down that tangent, but I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think this is kind of apathy. I, I don't know. I, and I don't really care either way. Like, ah, I just like I, like the Nagler. I remember watching his like he does his late daily live chat and one it was called like rip the band-aid off and he meant that in reference to moving on from rogers like he had the whole transplants thing too where he and he bold he i mean he he said he said a lot of things that i didn't disagree with where like you know you're you're constantly building around this guy you're constantly like doing everything to make him happy and he's keeps shrinking in the playoffs and i'm completely trust me i am very aware that aaron Rodgers is the best chance for the packers to win a super bowl but at the same time i am pretty sick of feeling like this every january and i just like i i think i think i want that that's why i'm conflicted because i think i want to get into the trenches with all the other loser fan bases <laughs> and just be a, be a fan base that like every single week in the regular season is the Super Bowl. I I think I want that, but I, I have a feeling that once I'm once I'm in the thick of that, I'll I'll hate it. Um, but at the same time, like over the past two seasons, like the regular seasons, I mean they've been fun as hell, but like they haven't been like it's once again hollow. Yeah. I mean, that, that, like we're entitled I and I get it but like I don't know a part of me is 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 ready to get into the trenches with with loser fan bases and a part of me obviously wants to run it back with him cuz yeah he is he is the best chance for the Packers to win so I'm just I'm completely conflicted I I don't know I just don't know what do you think what's what's your <sighs> desire It's tough Obviously, last offseason, I was very anti-front office. Mark Murphy, especially. Russ Ball, especially. Goody was still like, come on, bro. What are you doing? But now it is just like, I'll be fine with it either way, whatever happens. Mm-hmm. But, it, and I said this last year, too. You're going to be a lot more mad seeing Roger succeed somewhere and say love struggles. If that happens, it's like. We're depressed. It's like, what what am I doing right now? True. And that seems like the easiest thing that you could avoid. Even if Rodgers comes back, it's like, we'll have a chance. But it's weird, too, how the narrative shifted after the AFC Championship game. (laughs) I know you'll love this, but it's like, you know. Oh, true. And that fucking. I did enjoy that. I I really enjoyed that. Like I remember, and I know you know I hate. Hate's a strong word. He's a kid. That Joey. Oh. The morning of the championship game, he's like, oh, can't wait to see three of these quarterbacks. It was something along the lines of like, you know, show play, up or whatever, be, not play hero ball and just target two oh, receivers. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. And, you know, everyone's saying like, you know, Rogers stinks. You got to move on. He's just not a winner. Patrick Mahomes, second half AFC championship mm. game, eight for 18, 55 yards, two picks. Aaron Rodgers, second half, uh, at, you know, division round eight for 15, 55 yards. Rodgers was better than Mahomes. <laughs> and even that weekend, even... The, it's like the Jordan Love was better than Mahomes. <laughs> right, like, I know, I know unfortunately. <laughs> but then even the divisional round for how bad Rodgers was, and he wasn't Rodgers. 
He was the second best quarterback to play that. That he was better than Tannehill. He was better than Jimmy G. I mean, I know, but it's still we, we're making it out that he was bad and he was bad. He was, but it's just, it's like what what else are you gonna do? And I, you know, if it's up to me, I want to bring him back. I still want to bring him back, and I almost want to like like a retread, where I'm thinking like, how nice would it be? And it's so fucking stupid, but the, the last few years have just ruined our brains. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how nice would it be to like eke into the playoffs as like a five seed or something? I shit? was just gonna and say, and then he's gotta be the underdog. I was, and that, sh- and and you don't have the superstars all around, and it's that kind of ragtag bunch. It's like backs against the wall. That's yeah. what was so cool about the Super Bowl run. That was yes. what was so cool about the 2013 season. Yep, you know, with the broken collarbone stuff like that. Shit was fun, and it's like. Maybe that's what we need to do. And it's stupid because you don't want to, you know, regress or anything. But I was just going to say, like, if obviously I'll I'll talk myself in and get super excited about, you know, Rogers coming back and making another run at it. But one thing's for sure. I will be actively rooting against getting the one seed actively rooting against and, it. And I was kind of doing that going into the season too. And then once it was a thing, I'm like, OK, no, when, I don't know. Nope, def- when, nope. when the defense was good. Then it changed my mind. I, I will remember this. Feel. I <laughs> I do not want the one seed next yeah. year under any circumstances. Isn't nope. it? We, we have been traumatized that we do not want a free win in the playoffs. <laughs> That's literally what it is. But And this is another thing that you got to think about, too. What if the punt isn't blocked? Yeah. What are we thinking? What are we thinking going into last week? Because it's obviously a, we're still not happy with Rodgers in that performance, but I don't think we'd be nearly as negative as we are now. I mean, we lost the game and everything, but, and like we said, even if David Bakhtiari's knee held up, if he played this year, if it never got tore, it could be completely different too. And that's where I'm like, once again, back to it. I think we got a better shot with Rodgers than without him. So that's what I would I just, yeah, it's, I, my, my thinking is like we knew this type of special teams game was coming in the playoffs regardless. You're going to hate my argument. For it was, was going to come regardless. But like, and yeah, they're probably the main reason for the loss. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I, I cannot I'm not going to, people are arguing. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I, I still put it on Rogers because he put together one touchdown drive. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's that simple. That that's fair. But the guy who won that game, like you said, didn't have a single one. And we we're talking. Rogers was bad, but the special teams were historically historically bad. fucking awful. I know For they sure. were bad too. But even look at the Chiefs game. You could oh, going in the, the Chiefs knew their defense wasn't good. They were uh, actually even looked it up because I'm such a fucking loser. Bottom three in points in the league, and they were 30, 30th in yards per play. Like, you knew your defense was bad. Patrick Mahomes should have known that. He should have just done better. And But, I mean, Patrick Mahomes scored 24 points. That's true. Aaron Rodgers scored 24 points. I know, but he still, you know, he had the lead for most of the game. It's it's just, I mean, once again, he a, had a historical opportunity on after teams. opportunity to just put the dagger in. I know. And, we I mean, they front? scored 10 points. They yeah. scored 10 points. Yeah. Okay. We've okay. We've harped on Aaron Rodgers a little bit too much this episode, I think. But but good uh, conversation. Quick tangent though. I I don't know how long this story is, but I'll, I'll try to make it quick. But I I had a lot of fun after the AFC Championship game. Okay. Because uh, 
I mean, I'm sure I, I've referenced I'm in a group chat with like nine Vikings fans uh-huh. and it's it's pretty miserable most of the time because even when I want to have a constructive football conversation, they're just <laughs> most of them are idiots and are just too big of homers. But like second How? second second quarter of that uh, AFC, AFC championship, they're all just like Mahomes, bigger, faster, stronger, more clutch, more athletic than Aaron Rodgers. He's like a better version of him, just like victory lap yeah. in the second quarter. I just, I had Bengals money line by the way. That was Ooh. glorious. Um, and they were just, you know, lapping it up. And then obviously the morning after, I was just like, I, I, I pretty much, <laughs> pretty much all of the Rodgers jokes that I've saw, I just replaced with Mahomes, like not yeah. clutch. And it was, it was a lot of fun. And then like one of them chirped back like oh trying to discredit Mahomes because he accomplished you know in one third of the time what Rodgers did and then I'm like oh so I sound pretty stupid disparaging a player organization that has accomplished much more than what the player organization I root for so like what does that make you when we talk about Vikings Packers and then yeah that that pretty much ended the combo they're just so they're they so shouldn't be allowed they, yeah they're so unaware i'm like and See yourself like, out like while i was like ripping on my homes like it was fun i did have fun <laughs> like getting the jokes off but at the same time i'm like i'm kind of a loser because like this it like, is well, like the Packers just got embarrassed like i felt like a loser but it was fun so i kind of get the joy they get but then at yeah. the same time it's like maybe reel it in because you do look stupid it is just weird looking at Mahomes though because it's like is this is this a mirror is this this like a pizzazz you know we've always said like i think i said before like dak prescott is Kirk cousins with more pizzazz (laughs) or something it's like is patrick mahomes aaron Rodgers with more pizzazz because you know he really the absolute best the best meme or joke i saw was yeah it was when they were meet one of the times they matched up and they were meeting in the middle of the field like talking to each other's ears and it was quote they don't know we're the same guy yet (laughs) (laughs) that's, that's pretty good Okay, moving on. Still talking about the future here. We've gone pretty long, but uh, we'll, we'll see here. Free agents. These guys are free agents this offseason. So first off, everyone knows Packers are an absolute cap hell right now. Cap so, doesn't exist. So this, yeah, true. This, so this, these are guys who are not on the cap for next year who are free agents, and the Packers are already unrestricted 50, free agents. Unrestricted free agents or free agents. We'll get into it, but Packers are $50 million over the cap give or take next season. That's not good. You got to get under the cap by the start of the season, at least free agents, obviously Devonte Adams, MVS, Robert Tunyon, Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly, EQ, Damn. restricted free agent, Alan Lazard. And another type of free agent is Yash. Meaning those two guys will come back if the Packers want them I'm, to. I'm super cheap. I imagine pretty cheap deals. I think Lazard would be like, Two or three million, I forget what it is, and Yash would be a similar start, one. Start, uh, so Patrick, start from Patrick and go up the names that are unrestricted because that was a laundry list. Devontae Adams, MBS, Robert Tunyon, Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly, EQ, Lazard, Damn, and so on. So okay. For me, I mean, the biggest thing there is obviously Devontae, everything else I'm kind of fine with. Um, Yash will be back. I think Lazard would be back if they want him to. On defense, Devondre Campbell, Razul Douglas, Kevin King, Oren Burks, Tyler Lancaster. Damn. Special teams, Corey Bohorquez. So once again, those guys are all gone. Like, you know, already 50 million. They don't count. However, and it sucks. Like last night I went on uh, over the cap and just did some like rudimentary, like you can set up the salary cap and shit and cut guys. 
So basically, and then Matt Schneiman put out a great article today where he talked to the sport track guy and like mapped out what the Packers oh, can do to keep Aaron Rodgers and to keep Devontae Adams. And it's actually, it's hard, but it's not as hard as you'd think. One way they can do it, uh, you can cut Zedarius, cut Billy Turner, cut Mason Crosby, cut Randall Cobb, cut Kevin King, renegotiate. And I really re- don't have any objections to any of those I think you listed. Uh, right, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, and then you can restructure Preston Smith. You give extensions to Jair Alexander, mm. Devontae yes. Adams, yes. or you, you, know, you tag them and then go from there. Aaron Rodgers as well, even with a forty-five million dollar like, you know, uh, cap hit, uh, he'll get paid forty-five on average per year. Also restructure Aaron Jones. Also restructure like Elton Jenkins and Kenny Clark. So restructure Elton, isn't he on a rookie contract? That's how. Can bad, you even? That's can how you even restructure right rookie now. contracts. Maybe I, I sorry, I might have just been thinking Kenny there. They're both kind of big, big guys. Anyways, <laughs> so they if they do all of that, and this was part of uh Matt Schneidman's piece, he went deeper than I did last night. I the guys I listed you'd still be like twenty million over. So what I just said there though, what is what was in Schneidman's piece. If we do that, the Packers would have fifteen million in available cap room. Jesus. So with that, fi- what? So with that fifteen million available, that's where you come down to like, okay, do we want to bring Cobb back? Do we want to bring Devontae Campbell back? Do we want to bring Razul Douglas back? But it gives you a little bit to play with. This the- that's a sixty-five million dollar swing. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's pushing shit all the way down the line. It's it's adding void deals. It's you know basically you're getting. What you would pay these guys in one or two years, you're now stretching out to like four years, and you're hoping the cap goes up by then. It's risky, but it's something you can do to keep the band back together. And, you know, a lot of people talk about a possible rebuild, but if you do that, that's, I mean, fuck, we played this year with a lot of our guys. That was a big story, injured. And if we cut, yeah. a, lot, if we cut a lot of them and even bring some of them back, I mean, shit, we're sitting pretty. And apparently, this draft class has some pretty good middle, like the middle rounds are. Supposed I feel to be like talented. that's said every every yeah, year. It's uh, I don't know. It's different. It's depending on positions and shit. So that would be good to like fill this shit. Maybe find some fucking special teamers as well. <laughs> but I don't know. It's I'm optimistic with that, and we'll figure out here in the couple next couple weeks if Rogers is going to come back or not. But Kyle, you have any thoughts on that? I know that's kind of a lot to take in. No, yeah, no, I do. I I work with numbers for my day job, ah, so I don't an really Excel guy, huh? I don't really like to, you know do that stuff in in my free time as well um you're not a ken angle so i don't really yeah i don't know that stuff's not that because it's i mean it's just so like there's just like i feel like you really need to know the like the cba to really have a grasp or understanding of it and i'm just not super interested in that yeah yeah and that's completely understandable it's just such a weird fucking circumstance this year where aaron Rodgers has a 46 million dollar cap hit next year you know and when you're already like literally, it's like okay, well, if you could get rid of that, which you can't, because there's like 26 million dead money. But just Rogers alone would bring you from 50 million to pretty much under it, you know. Yeah, so that's it's yeah, just that's crazy. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I just I I guess I don't get why people are so worried. I just like Russ Ball and Goody have like 13 different contingency plans. Probably. And they've probably drafted them up months ago. Like, 
they know what they're doing and, and they have a plan. It's just so weird because, and I talked about this very early on this year. I was going to put out a whole episode about it because I am I was so deep in the conspiracy theories with Russ Ball. Oh, well, because the cap hit, like I said. Oh, and, and the uh, sure we thought the, and cap the special was teams go coordinator. Up. Yeah, because he was him and Mark Murphy were the reason why we didn't get Darren Rizzi, who is one of the best. Anyways, we would have <laughs> once again, once again, fuck, once again, maybe the narrative's different with Rodgers if we hired Darren Rizzi instead mm. of, and fuck, I said this too, the biggest thing wrong with Mike McCarthy was not moving on from his defensive coordinator, and the biggest thing wrong with Matt LaFleur was not being able to find a special teams coordinator, whether that was his own doing or Mark Murphy's. Can you imagine, can you imagine the outrage if they hire within again? There's no way. We're, there's we're, just no way. We're, we're driving to 1265 Lombardi Ave, and we're rioting in the streets. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I know. I and I feel bad for Murray Straight too cuz he knows his shit but it's just Right. <sighs> Anyways, moving on to other things. We'll see. Either way, Packers can do whatever they want. They can trade Rodgers to get out of the cap hell and try to rebuild, but I just even if we move on from Rodgers, I think we're using a high draft pick on a quarterback either this year or next year because we the, did with Rodgers not, too. Yeah, not this year, but the next year QB class has got some studs, I think. So Right. Yeah, this um, year wouldn't be very But good. I mean it was encouraging if you are in the please bring Rodgers back camp that you know, after the, there was the reports after the season him and Matt and Goody all sat down and sort of talked about what the plan was. So I got you know, blocked by knows? that. I got the account blocked by that one fucking uh I think his name's Jesse or something. He's the guy who was spitting the bullshit about OBJ too. He put out Not he put familiar. out a fucking video and he's like Aaron Rod he was talking about how Devontae and Aaron Rodgers are gonna go to the Broncos or he thinks he's gonna go to the Broncos and he has sources and shit. Always, oh, you know, I have sources. He's like Aaron Rodgers is frustrated with the front office and they are not on good terms. We knew that. And it's like, dude, two days ago, Rodgers literally used Brian's name, uh, he, which he calls he rarely him Brian. Does. Yeah. He said they've built their friendship. <laughs> During training camp, he said, Yeah, maybe we'll, you know, we have a business relationship. Very stark difference. Very, Completely very different. So it's like that alone is like, well, if they can convince him, he'll be back. Yeah. Whatever. In in the world of yeah, content creation, you need to just generate the <sighs> most clicks. I fucking I I hate everyone. I hate everything. I hate everyone. Mm-hmm. I love the Packers most of the time. Mm. Moving on to the coaching purge of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, as we all know, Nathaniel oh, Hackett good. went to the Denver Broncos. Good for him. You remember what I said uh, last off season when this all bubbled up? What uh, what I thought would happen. That he would get a head coaching job? That Nathaniel Hackett would go to the Broncos and that Rodgers would go Oh, Broncos. yeah. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, he's bringing Justin Outen with him, the tight end coach. Oh, I, was, I thought it was pronounced Otten. But, oh, okay. I think it's... Uh, I don't know. I no, you could be right. I don't... Oh, you're not confident in that? I'm pretty sure. I've heard people say the name before, oh, so I just okay. kind of repeat it. Uh, Luke Getze, the quarterback coach, who, if you remember, he was the wide receiver coach under Mike McCarthy, went to college and was an OC there. Rogers pretty much, you know, LaFleur brought him on as the, his QB coach. Great relationship there. He's now the Browns OC, which is Broncos or Bears. Luke Getze. Bears. Okay. Luke Getze, OC for them. Hmm. Yeah. Um, other things, obviously, we left some holes. <laughs> can we talk about the Bears quick? That's at the end. We got oh, that okay. safer at the end. Don't <laughs> worry. We got. We can end with some laughs. <laughs> um, Packers obviously moved Adam Stenovich up to offensive coordinator. Luke Buckkiss, Dick Buckkiss's nephew, is now the offensive line coach, and he is the most offensive line coach looking dude ever. Nice. He's at the there, so the coaching staff is coaching the Pro Bowl. Uh-huh. They're in Las Vegas, I believe. Mm-hmm. 
And he his getup, so like the other offensive linemen have made fun of him because he's always wearing shorts. You know, bigger guys usually wear shorts even in the winter. He's there. He's wearing shorts and he's got a Packers wool cap on. And I'm like, what is this? You, <laughs> in you, Vegas? Yeah, in Vegas. I'm like, you've got to be. And he's a chonky guy too. Like he cannot <laughs> be feeling good. Anyways, uh, Vrabel, the wide receiver coach, is now also the passing game coordinator. This is interesting. Some people have talked about this. John Meerding's been on this quite a bit. The guy from Blue 58. He does a great job. But listen to this. Don't listen to that. This guy, Connor Lewis, and it's a super weird story. It's kind of like the uh, the Vikes' new GM. So he played, this is his history, played outside linebacker in high school. That is his That is his playing career, is outside Didn't linebacker. Didn't even play like D3. He went to Vanderbilt in 2014 where he majored in mathematics and minored in corporate strategy. Even at Vandy, he worked at the football office in like ticketing. After that, he was the analytics guy for the Giants and Raiders. He was hired by the Hold Packers. Hold on a second. Yep. He went from working a ticket office at one of the worst Power 5 football schools to working for the Raiders and Giants? He The ticket office, it was a job he had while in school. So it was just like a side job. Okay, but still, doing. I mean, the question remains. He went from that to the NFL? Yeah, but I mean, that happens, that happens a lot. It's still school and then I you mean, get picked up such, somewhere. That's such a uh, who-you-know Higher, it's got to be fair point. He, I mean, he's got to be a smart guy. Like I said, you know, mathematics. I mean, sure, strategy. but so he get he got hired by the Raiders um, for, uh, and the Giants. What? Then in 2016, to the, do what for them? The analytics guy. He was like their analytics. That's when analytics really oh, okay. started in the NFL. And I do remember when we hired him because it was strange because Mike McCarthy <laughs> in 2016 in the Packers hired him to be their analytics guy. He was uh, the coaching staff and data analyst and playing roles in game management from 2016 to 2019. He last year was another type of game management, whatever, and a special teams assistant. Once again, all that outside linebacker in high school. He is now the assistant quarterback coach for the Green Bay Packers. This he, makes me feel uneasy. It's well, it's I don't we, like this. It's just well, you know what it is? It's just different shit. It's he's looking at numbers and stuff, and he's he's I don't know. John Meerding thinks he could eventually be a head coach, but it's just what such the a, fuck? It's just such a different day and age with people and just smart guys in new roles where who knows he's just gonna follow the numbers. So I wonder if, you know, they'll be sitting back and he'll be like, Hey, hey, you know, if you <laughs> you know, if we run it on first down, you know, there thirty seven percent chance we're gonna be a three and out. Exactly. Shit like that. So I, I just, wonder what type of I I mean, and I I like Maybe I need to do some more deep diving, but like, and I'm sure you didn't deep dive, but to go from, he was a ticket checker at Vanderbilt, which again, one of the worst football programs he in the, the Power ticketing Five. ticketing office. Hey, Jordan Rogers went there. To point and yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to go from that to then all of a sudden the Raiders and Giants, I, that's just, it just smells weird. I don't know. You got to get your first gig somewhere. It, I mean, it was but very like, small But like he wasn't control. even on like Van, like. Even if he was like a, a graduate assistant for Vanderbilt, it would still be like, well, I mean, Vanderbilt. But I guess is, I view analytics different than coaching, but either way, it, it's weird that he's been able to finagle his Yeah. Way. It's kind of like Russ kinda, Ball. Russ Ball has done a little bit of everything to it. I kind of want to deep dive in, in how, how in the hell that happened. But interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. One last thing. This is, I don't know, this is different. We, we've seen the news with uh, Brian Flores and all that stuff popping off. Mm. I wonder what's going on with Ben Sermons. He's a holdover from the Mike McCarthy era, but he's the running back coach. He's done a great job, obviously. He turned Jamal Williams mm. and Aaron Jones into great running backs. AJ Dillon. Dillon's great. Justin Patrick Out Taylor. 
Patrick Taylor, Justin Outen, the tight end coach the last three years. Before that, he was a quality control coach. He'd never even been a position coach. Now he's an OC. So it's kind of weird to see Ben Sturmans, who's a running back coach, and maybe he just wants to be with his guys and coach up the backs. But it's weird you don't hear his name thrown around like these other guys. And like I said, like Outen was... He was literally coaching high school in 2016, I think, and now he's an OC in the NFL. And it's like Ben Sturman's huh. been coaching the NFL that long. You know, he's been with the Packers that long. So yeah. I don't know. Just thought that was interesting. Because well, and like I guess Jerry Gray too. He doesn't really get many DC. I was surprised he didn't get many. I thought we'd lose him this year because I mean, just that fucking Cardinals game. He couldn't have called it. once yeah. again that Razul Douglas play when he sent everyone, but like you know, four DBs. I was like, yes, <laughs> we would. We've never seen this before, and. <laughs> I mean, shit, he'd be a fine backup uh, DC for Barry anyways. Last thing, Maurice Drayton fired. I just hope he hires some veteran NFL yeah. coach to be to do that and completely change the culture because that that's something we've gone long enough, but that's something top down. I mean, fuck, we didn't want to play. We didn't want to pay uh, Rizzi. Uh, the coaching obviously could be better, too. The front office has not found special teams guys. I mean, even guys like fucking Chris Banjo back in the day, an absolute Is ace. He, isn't he? Yeah, isn't he like a stud now with someone else? The Colts. He maybe? was with the Saints for a while. Maybe the, the Col- Saints. Yeah, he the might Saints not be in the right. league anymore. But you know, we moved on from these special oh, yeah, teams aces. Ago. I know Randy Ramsey got hurt early on this year too. But you know, our aces were like we kept hearing about Ty Summers and Oren Burks being our special teams guys and. Like Alan Lazard. Yeah. Like, that's our wide receiver, too. <laughs> so we haven't tried to find the talent. And then even the players, I've posted the quote a couple times, the video of EQ saying that, like, you know, this year when he got cut, that's when he was like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna start caring right. about special teams. Because they asked him, he's like, yeah, why are you so much better this year? And he's like, well, you know, I just finally started caring. It's like, well, that's the fucking problem. Well, is that Yeah, is that something they're not, like, preaching or, you know... Well, stressing the importance of like it, it took it took a player getting cut to which i mean yeah in in eq's case it's probably a little a little you know more unique just because he's been a a freak athlete you know he went to lsu he's been a star his whole life he probably just yeah was sort of a wake but up most call, but that is weird. in the nfl you know True. They're a superstar they've been star yeah that's a good point but i guess you wonder about it too especially those speed guys and anyone else on offense Rodgers does hold the offense to such a high standard and you're playing with fucking Aaron Rodgers and he gets on guys. If you're focusing all on the offense, which you probably want to, it's tough to be up to date on special teams right. shit too. So I don't know. We'll see. But it literally couldn't yeah. be worse going forward. Yeah. Again, though, if they hire, if they for some reason hire within, we riot in yes. the streets. Yes. Um, defense coaching staff, everything looks good. Nothing to say there. It's pretty funny how... Beginning of the year, we were all pissed about Barry. Yeah, I will apologize. I will apologize once again for that embarrassment uh, of takes after the Saints game. Um, I love you, Joe, and you're very scary, Mr. Yeah. Barry. I almost want to go back and listen because I don't think they were as bad as we mm, think they were. I, I, we were pissed, I, I, I literally called him Mike Pettin 2.0. <laughs> so okay. that's pretty bad. Uh, okay, <laughs> one last thing to talk about before we get to the outro. Uh, obviously the moves around the rest of the nfc north we'll start with the bears hire a new gm are you gonna you're gonna talk about the press conference oh god yeah ryan ryan (laughs) poles from the chiefs yeah he's a (laughs) well-respected guy around the league a scout oh my god but that press conference dude bears fans were like trying to get hyped about that too or like fan accounts posted it i can't uh, lafleur was bad in his i can't i can't imagine like feeling inspired after that how he because i mean i think you tweeted it without like 
like we had the same thought without even like talking to each other where it's like <laughs> he was like he was like we're gonna draft uh yeah literally like literally speed. checks notes <laughs> uh speed and uh physical like he like um you really need to reference your notes to like talk about what type of football team you want to build like that was that was very funny and to me lafleur was so bad in his introductory press conference of posted that before too but this was just and it's the gm too and he, he doesn't even look like a gm both of these guys are pretty young he's 37 years old hmm. but i'm like he's a guy especially after looking at that it's like we're gonna make fun of this guy yeah. you know that, that's like the biggest thing and it's yep i understand having to have notes and referencing <laughs> things but but you shouldn't be like we want athletic strong people oh and by the way uh we're gonna take the north and we're never gonna give it back or now like, that and that that to me is just music to my ears because it's like that is their standard is, yeah is yeah. winning the division and beating the packers it, it brings like it's so funny when like Vikings and Bears and Lions fans, like I guess for me personally, and I'm sure I'm sure other Packer fans actually get mad, but like when they think they're getting under my skin by like chirping me about you know like another playoff loss, or whatever. I just like like it's so funny to me because it's like you're you're a loser. Like this is your this is your highlight. Like yeah. you're rooting for a team that is superior to your or rooting against a team that's superior to yours. Like. Like you think like, yeah, of course, of course I'm salty that they lost and like it sucks and I'm pissed off. But like you trying to make fun of me actually makes me feel better because like, yeah, my the team I root for is is better than yours. It's <laughs> and I've said it before. Winners, quote unquote, in the offseason are losers come the regular season because yep. it's always like, oh, look at these hires and, you know, they're always decent yep. grades and stuff. And I get it. But it's like we literally get shit from other fans during the off seasons or after we lose in the playoffs then maybe if we lose to them during the year. But other than that, it's like crickets because we just are better in every way for the most part. Absolutely. Um, they hired the head coach is Matt Eberflus, who's the DC for the Colts, who he kind of had a rough one too. Where really? he was like, I, didn't see I think it was like, uh, I, someone asked like, how, how are you going to like, you know, inspire and motivate these players? Or how are you going to, I can't remember what the question was, but he, it was kind of like, uh, you remember the Eagles head coach press conference? Oh yeah. It was basically like that. Where he was like, which was like, we're going to explain the why. And (laughs) if you know the why, then you will want to do it because you understand. And it was just (laughs) like, so it was just like fumbling and tripping over his words. It was, it was funny. He was the defensive coordinator for the Colts who uh, totally collapsed against the Jags. The week fucking Jaguars to not make the it was playoffs, a win and so in against the Jaguars. Perfect fit for the uh, for the Bears. Are well, you uh, are you Jaguars or Jaguars? Uh, Jaguars. 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 Like Jag. J a. I don't know because now I'm thinking about it. So whatever I say isn't going to be correct. Jaguars. Jaguars. I think Jaguars. Jaguars. I'll go with wires. 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 There you go. Jaguars. Say it. Jaguars. Jaguars. There you go. Uh, moving on the other hires, obviously. The Vikes hired <laughs> Kawisi Adolfo Mensa. I think that's pretty close. Nailed it. GM, 41 years old. Another kind of like what I talked about with the uh, assistant quarterback coach, Connor Lewis, for the Packers. Very much a big nerd analytics guy from the Browns. He worked for the Niners before that, too, which is why they almost got Harbaugh. It's very funny how. D'Amico Ryans and Harbaugh seem to 
like, wait a second. No, no, I'm good on this. I don't, I don't want to coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Harbaugh, (laughs) I don't know if it was both sides kind of disagreed, but either way, it, it seemed like Harbaugh turned them down. Um, and it sounds like they're going to have Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator as their, who does not call plays for them. Does not call plays. God, I sent you that one DM from the fucking Viking fan that I hate too. Who? Uh, oh yeah. He was like, he, he was trying. You know, a lot of fans are like, why are we hiring a head coach who doesn't who's, even who's call not plays? calling plays? Yeah. And and he was like, well, look at these two. And it was uh, the guy for the Bengals, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor didn't call plays when he was hired, and he was like, Matt Lafleur didn't call plays either. And then someone's like. Well, he did for the Titans before he got hired. He's like, well, I'm talking when he was with McVay. It's like, <laughs> it's like well, but that's not what you said in the tweet. Yeah, like, on top of that, it's very funny because early on, too, when the Packers were struggling in 2018 and we hired Matt LaFleur, everyone's like, oh, oh, oh yeah. Viking fans were like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to get someone off the McVay tree. And now it's like, you motherfuckers, look at your own stupid fucking <laughs> franchise now. So hopefully that falls apart. But I do think it is the right move for them to try to turn to an offensive team with the weapons. That I was, there. I actually was hoping for the Vikes to hire Harbaugh because I think that would have been a glorious dumpster fire I think that would have been a disaster I was battling back and forth if we didn't have because like like those Niners defenses was that that well you know Fangio would have been the DC it sounds no well I'm saying when Harbaugh because everyone's like 70% win percentage in the NFL and all this success and yeah he did have a ton of success with the Niners but like people forget his ending Towards the because he rode the coattails of that historic defense. Well, and then like even TJ Lang said, like he tweeted, like I know. like he lost the locker room and like he just wore on players and like his style, like his style just. I mean, TJ Lang said himself, listen to him. Yeah, his style today just like wouldn't last in the NFL. Well, it's weird because it's uh. Uh, one of the reasons why he, you know, left the Niners is because of Bulky or whatever, who's the Jags GM, and that shit keeps popping that bulky out shit blows my mind. It's where you see that now they they might be hiring Rick Spielman to be like no uh, above him the they, Jags. Yeah, they got like this weird. They might have this weird like Packers Mark Murphy triangle oh, shit going on where it's poor like Jags. the owner then Spielman then Bulky. It's like what are you guys fucking doing yeah. here? Like I'm a dumb idiot once again. Like if I owned a team, I hire one fucking ron wolf gm guy who's and really just, smart and i'm like okay just tell me the cool stuff <laughs> yeah tell me that i'll, I'll sign the checks and yep <laughs> yeah. but yeah we'll see whatever the fuck happens with those guys but i don't know um but fuck. that's yeah as much as i wanted harbaugh to go to the vikes oh that's yeah. not to say i'm like ooh, intimidated by this kevin o'connell hire. i i think that could be underwhelming as well but yeah that's kind of what people said about lafleur but LaFleur didn't, or oh. O'Connell doesn't have a Rodgers to, yeah. you know. Also with to, uh, Harbaugh, too, I wonder how uh, analytics GM would match with him. I wonder if that's the big mm, thing that was clashing and why they both kind of yeah. disagreed, but we'll never know. Uh, either way, that brought me up. Well, before we get to the outro, I'll say this. You know what? I One thing I said going into the Niners NFC Championship game in 2019. Uh, what? I hope we win this game because if not, it's really going to set up a bunch of narratives of Matt LaFleur not being able to beat Kyle Shanahan. Mm. And we already have this terrible history with the Niners. Mm. And what do you know what happened? Another thing. Fuck. God damn it. Everyone loves Kyle Shanahan. Fucking Tom Silverstein and Ryan Wood. Ryan Wood, I fucking hate. Mm. He was like, Kyle Shanahan, once again, outcoached <laughs> Matt LaFleur. He's like, what are you fucking talking about? Kyle the Shanahan special teams? did not coordinate he had a better a special teams drive. coordinator. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I understand it's tough with Jimmy G, but fuck right off that, with yeah, that yeah that's shit. terrible that's terrible it that like, could have been better but Debo should have touched the ball 
42 times against the Packers, and they probably would have scored a touchdown. Yeah. Debo Samuel, Jesus, man. That that guy, he – and someone had a great tweet. It's like, I can't wait over the next, like, two drafts for these teams to just, like, draft – This is Debo Samuel. To, to just, Debo yeah, Samuel. to just draft a guy and be like, yeah, this is our Debo Samuel. Like, no. Debo – is a one of one. Debo's like what Rager was supposed to be, I feel like. Hmm. Remember him coming out of the draft, a little bit of everything, but with that, Kyle, that's it. That's uh, the season. No new reviews. I just I can't believe it fucking ended like this. Are oh, you sure? What a joke, you man. sure, Kyle? Because it uh you know, Groundhog's Day was yesterday and uh kind of feels like it's been Groundhog's Day the last uh, couple of years watching the Packers, but once again, mm. we're blessed. I Once again, the biggest thing I learned this year is we have to just enjoy the ride a little bit yeah, more. That's that's for sure. It's just so tough when the team's so damn good, but we'll see what happens. Um, this is it for the episode. Um, once again, thank you everyone for listening this year. I know a long-form Packers podcast is probably a little different to listen to, especially when it's a couple of Idiots. Goons, goobers, idiots. What goobers. do you want to call us? Like Dorks, goobers, fuckheads. Eh. Fuckheads is pretty good. It's been really cool once again to see everything grow. It's nice that we partnered with Fansided. Big shout out to them. And uh, we didn't even have a cool little uh, making fun of the uh, ad deal this oh, week. Yeah. But it's been cool to see that. I mean, fuck, we it, the week we lost too. We had like the most downloads ever. Like we're up to the point where we're getting. We've got thousands and thousands and millions and millions of downloads, but it's <laughs> once again very cool to see the growth. We've had like fucking a ton of countries. Every state now has listened and yeah. to see people interact and actually, you know, people write, you know, they look forward to Wednesdays when it comes out so they can listen to us talk about the Packers. And it's like, it's pretty cool, at least for me, especially when I was like fucking 15 years old, showing up to training camp, watching all these players come in and I knew them by face and trying to go on Packers.com and learn more. And now people are actually coming in every week to listen to me and you talk Hell and yeah. Hank, Hank at times yeah we miss Hank He'll talk be back, about though. the Packers is pretty cool so thank you everyone for yeah thank you yeah I I whew, I got nothing to add to that that was that was well said and and I agree and uh yeah thank thank you yeah we'll and see. yeah thank you to Spence actually you should thank yourself you're he's the I said this last year I think in the outro but he I mean he does everything he He's got this nice agenda he puts together. He he does the pick six. He records. He edits. Does it all. So thank you, Spence. Everyone, thank you, everyone, thanks, Spence. Everyone, yeah, clap. you can thank me, everyone but clap. gotta thank you and Hank too, because without you guys, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be doing it. I'd be a fucking. I think said the last year too. What would it be? I'd be like a madman talking to the microphone. It'd be like the Packernet podcast, which well, I, like, I like him. But wouldn't it be like Blue Fifty Eight? Doesn't he just? Yeah, but he's like. He's like NPR <laughs> and Packernet with Ryan. I don't think Sh- you meant that as a diss, but that's kind of right. Funny. <laughs> He's got a soothing voice. He's like NPR and Ryan Schlipp is like, I don't want to say uh, like uh, Infowars or something, but he's a little more hot takey <laughs> with his stuff. Like I said, like two years ago, he was getting on Kenny Clark and Brian Balaga because he thought maybe they were going out drinking in LA and that's why we were playing so bad on the West Coast. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool it, but. I like him. He does good shit too. But Kyle, yeah, think thanks to you and Hank who isn't here. But we'll see. I think this offseason will be a little bit different too because Hank's a little he's jumpy to uh, talk about offseason shit as well. Ooh. So maybe we'll have some more Zoom more episodes. Drafts. Talk about yeah drafts. Which Kyle, you just love doing, don't you? Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so stay tuned for that uh, when the Rogers news breaks. Hopefully, we'll get something out pretty soon. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's all I got, Kyle. Uh, I don't have anything else. 
Do you have anything else? I just I'm thinking about that meme where it's like it's like the grumpy, pissed off husband holding the umbrella over his wife, and it's <laughs> yeah. like even even when I'm and I'm mad, I still love you. That that's and that's, the, that's how I feel about the Packers. I'll post I'll post that meme because that's uh, such a prototypical Facebook meme. I've seen but it's, that. In it's like a so Packers group. your buddy your uh, brother Victor has. We've like sent that back and forth before because <laughs> we're like it's such like you know. 50 something year old mom who right. watches the Packers and I'm like, oh, you know, they lost, but I still, still love them. Still love you. <laughs> uh, and that's where we're at. But yep. uh, yeah, with that, thanks again. But I don't have anything else, Kyle. You don't have anything, anything else? I do not. Well, with that, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Go, Pack, go. I quit my job. Yeah, it just won't pay. Worked all year, I worked all month, then they took my money away, yeah, now I don't care. Cause they ain't working like me down here. And I said, hey now, little baby, I'm gonna be put down in debt. awful now are i was you, having a great day are you happy what made you so sad was it the package? god it's like what the fuck dude what the fuck it does make you question what you know should i care this i know and i was just entering the phase of apathy <laughs> and now i'm just fucking pissed off again yeah we it's good? okay are we good yeah i think we're good Okay, then we're good.